Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a contrast on crop reports. In the southeast, many fields are doing quite well because of spotty showers. We talk with the Weyburn Area Crop Extension Agrologist, who expects close to an average crop in the southeast. But we also hear from the Crop Extension Specialist in Swift Current, who sees drought-reduced crops in many parts of her region. We also talk to the agrologist in Outlook, where irrigated crops are doing much better than dryland crops. Real Agriculture talks about using drought-damaged crops for livestock feed. APAS has issued a news release asking agribusinesses to be flexible in dealing with drought-stricken farmers. We talk with President Todd Lewis. Grain growers of Canada are pushing for provincial improvements to agri-stability. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Many crops in southeast Saskatchewan are expected to be close to average yield. The Provincial Crops Extension Specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says the southeast is one of the few areas of the province to receive moisture this hot, dry growing season. I have to say, Jim, that the southeast is really the bright spot for the province. We've been very, very very fortunate this year. Granted, there are some spots that haven't got as much rain as others, but uh, last week I was at a field day in Indian Head, and they said they have received more rain this year than they had the previous two summers, and they're over six inches right now at Indian Head. What impact of dry weather, what areas have been hit by dry weather? There's little pockets out there. There's a pocket you get between Kipling and Kennedy uh, on the north north side of town there, there's a pocket in there that's real dry. There's a pocket down south of Redvers in there that, that has missed some rain. And if you go over into uh, southwest of Radville, they've really been sort of shorted this year too. What type of yields are you expecting this year? Oh, that's the million-dollar question. You know, it's not in the bin yet, Jim, but I think... For some of the areas out there, the fields I was looking at yesterday, I saw some canola that was south of Kipling, and those fields, that canola was must have been four foot high and so thick, you couldn't even see where the rows were 
for those guys that have gotten the rain, I think we're going to have average to above average yields. Not everybody in the southeast is going to see that. The majority of producers I've been talking to are saying that they'll probably hit average, but there are going to be some guys that they they go bumper this year, you bet. Which crops seem to be hit the least and the what seems to be the worst hit? Once again, that's so variable, and it's not necessarily a crop. It's more timing of the seeding and, of course, the placement of where the rain has come through because, once again, down here in the southeast, not everybody's gotten all the, the same level of rain, but I've seen some barley that looks pretty sad that was seeded later. I've seen some oats that look pretty sad that were seeded later. There's some small canola. But most guys got that in pretty quick unless they were waiting for moisture, and then that's that looks a little thin. Soybeans are looking good, but there's not that many of them out there to, to find this year. They're really a, a hard find. The corn looks really, really good. Just about every place I've been, I, I'm seeing really, really nice-looking corn this year. Any hail or hoppers? We have had some hail. See, north... West of Weyburn, got, I heard some little loony-sized hail the other day. I sort of drove through that area this morning. I couldn't see any fields, but that doesn't mean, you know, hail is hit or miss. You can hit one field and miss the, the second one. We've also had a little bit of hail, I hear, over by Redvers, but not anything really, really severe like uh, those folks over, off, you know, in Bengoff got the big stuff. We, fortunately, knock on wood, have so far been missed, although a, a producer was telling me the other day that in his area southwest of Radville, normally the first two weeks of August, he said, are his worst hail weeks to worry about. So we shall see what Mother Nature brings us. And uh, otherwise, uh, hoppers, yes, they are definitely out there. Guys have been spraying uh, different areas. And once again, that, that that's, you know, localized. But I know I was at a uh, field of wheat on Friday, and there was three, four, five hoppers on a on a stock of wheat that that uh, you could you could see. So there are areas that have definitely had an issue. The biggest thing that we're seeing now is some diseases are starting to show up down here too. Which kind of diseases? Well, unfortunately, on Friday I found ergot on barley down in the Lampman area. I also found it on wheat. I have found it on wheat in the Glenavon area. And the spooky is uh, we are starting to also have some fusarium head blight rear its ugly head. I found some uh, over the weekend at Glenavon. I found it at Lampman. I found it in the Kipling-Kennedy area. There's uh, starting to be some of it that, that, that's really showing up, and that's my biggest concern there between the ergot and the FHB. When do you expect combining to start? Oh, this week. Last week I was down by uh, Goodwater, and there were already peas and lentils desiccated. And one of my producers that's in the Mooseman area, she said they would definitely be combining their lentils this week. And you're expecting, like you said, an average yield. Have many crops in the southeast been cut for green feed? I'm trying to convince quite a few producers to think about it, to help out the livestock producers in this province. Our only problem is right now those prices for grain are pretty tempting and it's tough i'm trying to convince them that you know if 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 we keep getting the showers like we have coming through here that if they were to cut for green feed now that they are probably at really good nitrate levels and 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 decent decent yield and that they'd maybe even get a second cutting but it's a mighty hard sell on that green feed this year jim i'm trying because i think that we really need to be looking at and helping out the livestock folks. I've also been trying to get some of my producers that have some pasture sitting empty to try to 
get them fenced and, and, and help guys out because, you know, after all, we are one province and agriculture is one big industry in this province. Sherry Roberts is the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist in Weyburn. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialist. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Crops in the southwest are showing signs of heat stress and drought. The crops extension specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chant, expects yields to be greatly reduced by the hot, dry weather and lack of rain. Everything's kind of looking stressed um, because of the extended dry conditions. Everything's kind of shorter than it has been. I'm guessing some stuff is kind of a week or two early, depending on what area they're in. Peas have been turning for a little bit. Lentils are turning as well. So for lentils and peas, peas were a little early. The lentils may be a small amount early, but kind of for them turning this time of year is about about when they would be turning. What type of yields are you expecting? I'd say significantly reduced. It's hard to tell until you actually get out there and kind of take the crop off, but I wouldn't be too surprised with some really significant reductions compared to previous years. Any hail or hoppers in the area? I saw some hail that went through just near Consul, and I've heard of some reports of hail in another couple areas as well. There has been some reports of grasshoppers above threshold level in canola, so that's for pretty much all crops except for flax and lentils. The threshold for grasshoppers is 10 to 12 per square meter, and that field was at 15. Um, I've also seen one or two lentil fields that were above their, the threshold for lentils and for flax when it's in the bowl stage of 2 per square meter. Expecting combining to start shortly? I would guess in the next week or so. I haven't seen anyone combining yet, but I would guess the pulses might be ready pretty quick. Have many crops been cut for green feed? We have had a few calls about kind of options for green feed. So there has been some of that going on. Just one thing when we talk to people that are going to consider cutting a crop for green feed is just to make sure the products that were used on that annual crop are okay to feed to cattle. Just for some of the herbicides and some of the other products, there is some restrictions on there just just to make sure that that'll be okay for your cattle. Shannon Chant is the Crops Extension Specialist in Swift Current. Further north, crops in the Outlook District of Central Saskatchewan are wide-ranging. The Crops Extension Specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kindrachuk, says on dryland farming, many fields have been hit by drought. She says crops in the irrigated area are doing much better, but still feeling the impact of dry weather. Crops are varying around here in Outlook. I guess that depends on whether or not we are talking about crops that have been under irrigation all year or the dryland crops. So crops that have been under irrigation definitely look a lot better as they've been receiving moisture at the appropriate time. But even those have been struggling just with the heat and and wind and dry conditions that we've had. But they do look much better than some of the dryland crops that we have around here. The dryland crops are drying up quite rapidly right now. We've seen them turning quite quickly. Even this morning, I did see a combine that had maybe tried to run a sample of peas over the weekend as well. What type of yields are you expecting? Yields are likely below average for the dryland crops. 
and that's kind of what we're hearing from producers as well. Their expectations are a little bit lower this year. And irrigated crops probably will be below what they've normally seen in in our normal years where we would have normal precipitation. Which crops seem to be least hit and which seem to be worst hit by the drought? So what I've seen on average, you know, across my travels, uh, the lentils seem to be uh, doing much better and pulling through. They seem to like it a little bit drier, though the peas um, maybe aren't doing as well. And then we've seen a lot of the cereal crops and the canola be burning up and not filling the way we would hope that they would right now. Any hail or hoppers? I haven't heard of any hail in the last couple of weeks, but we have had quite a few inquiries about grasshoppers in all crops across the province, actually. When do you expect combining to begin? I would imagine that we will see some combines rolling, you know, toward the end of this week, maybe, uh, depending on how they've been drying down. Certainly, we had reports of producers desiccating some of their crops last week. So, you know, it's just a matter of time now before those dry down and, and harvest will begin. Have many crops been cut for green feed in the Outlook District? I've seen and heard of some crops being cut, and I think that there's more going on. Producers are testing the crops that they are cutting for their feed value and for nitrates, so it's good. We'll have some of those options available, but I think that'll just continue now over the next few weeks. Kaylee Kindrachuk is the crop extension specialist in Outlook, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by Shannon Argent. She's a business manager with Verified Beef Production Plus. Shannon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. So... Uh, you put out a, a, a fact sheet, very, very good, at the end of last week, talking about salvaging damaged crops for livestock feed. And uh, you, you mentioned how it makes sense to consider salvaging cereal crops normally intended for grain for livestock for feed when disaster strikes like we're going through here right now. But potential residue from chemical use should be a consideration. So we're talking about not harvesting our drought-ridden crop, putting some cows out to, to feed them instead, what do I got to consider? Yeah, so um, there's a, the crop chem companies have to do a lot of research to come up with these parameters. And sometimes they're different for, you know, harvesting a dried grain at the end or harvesting the plant. It's, it's different and it's different for every product. And it's different for that product on different types of, of grain or plants. And um, so it's, it's really about where do you find the information that you need to be able to safely uh, graze or use uh, crops intended for grain for livestock feed? Where do you find it and what do you look for? So if I have cows and I'm talking to my neighbor and he uh-huh. is open or she is open to, to letting, you know, striking a deal here to make this work, what questions as the, as the cow-calf op owner, what questions do I need to be asking? So you need to ask if the crops were sprayed and when they were sprayed. 
what product was used, and and then sometimes you got to go do your research on the product label. All this information is on the product label, restrictions, withdrawal. Um, so it's sometimes hard to find. Some of those labels are pretty long, and sometimes it'll be referenced more than once in the label. So you you have to do a bit of reading, uh, but it's but it's worthwhile to, to do that. Um, on that fact sheet, I've got some examples of you know what what information you're looking for. Um, you have to make sure that you're looking for the right you know, how that product was used on the specific plant because there might be different, you know, days to to harvest for legumes or peas versus cereal grains or small grains. Um, sometimes it's a, it's a restriction, like do not do not use this for livestock seeds. You know, they don't have enough data or they didn't do that. Um, and sometimes there's a there's a withdrawal period too. These are you know, most, mostly grazing products, but they will have a period of time when you bring your cattle off that you have to wait before you can, before you can ship. So the residue is clear. So that's the information. Um, the, the chemical companies that I've contacted in the last little while have been very helpful. If you, you know, if you have more questions than what's on the label, um, you can also, uh, Canada is pretty fortunate. We have the, the Canadian Global Food Animal Residue Avoidance Database. And um, it's, it can be referenced by your veterinarian. So if you're, you know, contemplating something or cattle are inadvertently um, exposed to a chemical, then your veterinarian can contact, it's called GC Farad, and they might have, uh, in their database, might have a, a different withdrawal period that you can, that you can use. So we've got resources like your vet. You, you mentioned the crop protection company. So, you know, reaching out mm-hmm. to your local, you know, bear yeah. BSF reps like that. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned the database. There, there's probably also people work, you know, researchers at the university. If, if you have contacts there, they're, they're probably also a, a good resource. There is, there is people out there to, to assist. Now, maybe we should step backwards one step. Why do I need to be concerned about these questions? Well, it's, um, you know, we want to maintain our, our, the trust of our consumer. We have a, a robust food safety or safe food system in Canada. And I think it's important that we, you know, consider the, the information that we know on how to avoid chemical residues in food um, when we're making, you know, snap decisions like in a, in a disaster or a drought. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny, hazy, wind southeast 20, becoming light this afternoon. The high 36, the low 16. Wednesday, sunny and hazy, wind north 20. The high tomorrow, 30, the low 15. Thursday, sunny, the high 29, the low 15. Friday, sunny, the high 30, the low 14. Saturday, sunny, the high 29, the low 15. Sunday, sunny, the high 30, the low 15. 
Monday, sunny and a high forecast of 30. Normal high is 26 for this date. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 519 this morning. It sets at 851 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Rock Glen at 34. The cold spot up North Loon Lake at 19. Estevan is 30, Saskatoon 29, Swift Current 33, Weyburn 31, Yorkton is 28. Regina, sunny and 29, that's 84 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 23. Humidity is 50%, the barometer dropping 101.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 31, winds are from the southeast at 15. Once again, Regina, sunny and 29, that's 84 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Saskatchewan's General Farm Group is calling on agribusinesses to offer financial flexibility to producers during this year's drought. A past president, Todd Lewis, as some farmers are expressing concern about forward supply contracts with grain companies. I think just generally we've heard forward contracting has become more and more of a tool that both the industry and, and farmers use it for uh, cash flow purposes in the fall. If uh, you want to sell your crop in the fall to uh, get crop, you know, get cash in, in, in the bank and in place, uh, financing finances in place so you can uh, pay off some of your summer bills. So it's been something over over time where we've seen a lot of contracts becoming more and more common but when you run into a year like this there's going to be producers unfortunately that won't have uh, the grain to fulfill those contracts and so now we're at a point where uh, you know some of these contracts are going to have to be bought out uh, what are the penalties going to be uh, what are the deductions going to be you know a lot of the contracts don't have specific deductions for low bushel weight things like that and and, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, there's been some administration fees that are talked about in some of these contracts that don't seem very consistent across the board. So we're just asking that, uh, you know, for producers and, and green companies to be aware that there are, are these issues are, are arising more and more. And uh, we're going to hear, hear about it uh, more and more as harvest unfolds. And producers, you know, there's going to be producers that won't have the product to deliver that, you know, they look at uh, all their options and, and uh, you know, hoping that the industry will support, you know, as many producers as they can and, and work with them to ensure that, uh, you know, they're going to have some cash flow and, and be able to, uh, you know, put a crop in next spring. So I think just overall, we just communication is going to be key and uh, we certainly want to see as much uh, transparency around these contracts and how they're going to be settled going forward, you know, over the next couple of months for both companies, the uh, grain, grain companies and the uh, producers that supply them. And you want repayment flexibility among farm suppliers? Well, I think that just goes, you know, as, as this plays itself out, you know, I think there's lots of farm financing, uh, FCC, uh, you know, they have a program. They made some announcements last week that, you know, looking at an individual basis. And I think that's what we're saying more, more now is get communication going between uh, your suppliers. If you're going to have, if you're going to have tr- trouble, uh, you know, producers are going to have trouble uh, meeting their, their uh, bills uh, later on in the year. Now's the time to start talking to your, 
to your suppliers and to your banks and try and get as much communication and transparency around it because it's not going to go away. And, you know, I think it's important that uh, there's no surprise. Nobody likes the surprise. And as this unfolds, it's going to be uh, some pretty tough decisions are going to have to be made. But the more transparency there is, the better for everybody. Should farmers with some forward contracts talk to a lawyer? Well, we're hearing about that. I mean, uh, you know, anytime uh, it's contract law, so if you are negotiating and so on and, and going in, I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's never a bad thing to uh, take the contract to a lawyer if, uh, if you're having issues, issues, you know, negotiating with how you're going to fulfill some of these contracts that just for, you know, clarity and, and again, transparency that in, in some cases we uh, have had members talk about, uh, you know, approaching lawyers and so on, see what the contracts are. We've asked for years you know, really deck, you know, over the last decade to have some kind of common contracting on the grain side. Uh, we both asked both the provincial and federal government about uh, having a standard contract, much like when you buy a piece of machinery, there's a standard contract and, and then, you know, there can be things added to that contract and the same could be done in the grain industry just so that it's much more consistent than the system we have right now where it's all over the map and, and you can have wide variances from company to company on, on these contracts. So, when we get to a year like this, it really starts to show some of these discrepancies and it never does start to have an illegal opinion sometimes before you sit down and negotiate. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Grain Growers of Canada says now is a time when governments have to come together to help farmers get through the drought. Chair Andre Harp says politicians have to stop playing politics and act quickly so farmers can get the support they desperately need. Aaron Gowerluck with the Grain Growers of Canada says AgriStability is the only program that can help grain producers, but some provinces, especially those in the West, still haven't signed on to that program. She spoke with reporter Cheryl Brooks. The provinces have got to do what little they can at this point, which is allow for late enrollment and take the offer that was put on the table by the federal government last year and increase the compensation rate to 80% immediately. Because the farmers need the help now. Absolutely. There's, we, we can't delay. This is something that should have been done years ago. It's unfortunate that now we're in this situation and the program is not there to provide. You know, you might see more farmers enrolled in agri-stability. Then we wouldn't be facing the need to get some of those farmers through the late enrollment process. You might see more farmers enrolled in the program if we'd made the changes we were looking for two years ago. So whatever the provinces can do right now to act quickly, relief is needed now. I was kind of having this discussion with uh, somebody. Now, I mean, here the station is based in the city, but we obviously have lots of listeners throughout rural Alberta, some in Saskatchewan as well. When we're dealing with this situation as is, do you think there's a lot of people maybe in the cities and the urban areas who don't understand just how much of an impact what's going on right now with this drought is not only going to have an impact on the farmers themselves, but it will eventually trickle down to other people, not just those in, in rural Canada. Absolutely. I mean, when you're facing a shortage, when you're facing crop failures, the most immediate or short-term impact is going to be food prices because we're just not going to see the supply, right? And so the demand will be there, the supply won't be there, prices will go up. But I think what we... What I would hope that consumers would take away from situations like this is, in the longer term, how many crop failures 
can Canadian grain farmers withstand before they simply say the support programs are not enough to keep the family farm going? So we can't viably, profitably continue to farm. And that would be a real disappointment, I think, if we saw fewer family farms as a result. Erin Gower-Luck is with the Grain Growers of Canada. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices showing upward movement. Canola gained four dollars at eight seventy five ninety seven. Lentils rose twenty dollars at seven ninety one fifty. One red spring wheat went up three sixty seven at three sixty eight zero seven. The rest unchanged. Durham four sixty nine eleven. Feed barley two sixty four sixty five. Flax six seventy seven ninety four. Oats two sixty eight fifty three. Yellow peas three forty seven twenty seven. And feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat is up seven and a quarter cents at eight eighty six a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 27th. The dry conditions in the west have been affecting the slaughter market. We have been fortunate in the Weyburn area. We have received some moisture in the last month. Once you get west of Highway Number 2, the drought conditions worsen, forcing producers to sell putting pressures on the packers in the West. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 to $0.90. D3 cows sold from $0.70 to $0.80. Counter cows sold from $0.60 to $0.70. Hefferette sold from $1 to $1.15. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.09 to $1.29. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices: both brand and moose jaw plants, two forty-two eight cents per ckg. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on six twenty CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The Canadian Light Source at the University of Saskatchewan has helped research efforts to develop a green method of producing fertilizer. The standard method of converting nitrogen gas to ammonia is energy intensive, but researchers have recently developed a new green process for converting the nitrates in industrial wastewater into ammonia. The method added electricity to a single iron atom catalyst with promising results. Rice University Assistant Professor Dr. Hao Tiang Wang says the research shows wastewater can be used to produce a valuable chemical with the input of renewable electricity without more carbon emissions. Next steps include boosting the catalyst's stability to be scaled up for real-world applications and more experiments on industrial wastewater which can be complex. On the markets, the TSX is down 33 points at 20,132. The Dow has dropped 190 points at 34,953. Oil is down 54 cents at 71.37 a barrel. 
The Canadian dollar is down 21 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.49 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.